Now, you know football season is back when I'm happy, sad, anxiety is high, all at the same time, and and proud, too. So I want to give a special shout-out to the Baltimore Ravens. I want to give another special shout-out, and this is crazy because I never do this. I want to give a shout-out to the goddamn Cowboys, okay? Uh, Y'all helped us out a little you know, the Cowboys gave the Chargers an L. By the way, half of the stadium in SoFi was probably uh, Dallas Cowboy fans. There's nothing but, in, in Southern California, for people that don't know, there's nothing but Raider, Cowboys, Steelers. You got, you got, of course, you got the Niners, but their majority of their fan base is up north. Uh, the Raiders travel, Cowboys travel, Steelers obviously travel. There's a lot of Steeler fans over here. A uh, bulk of them are in Long Beach. And then, um, you don't have that many Charger fans out here because there wasn't even a lot of Charger fans in LA when they were in San Diego, which is two hours away. Hey, y'all could go back. Like nobody likes the Chargers out here. Nobody. I mean, there's one. But nobody likes the Chargers. As far as the Rams, yeah, whatever. They got a fake fan base, kind of like the Clippers. Um, anyhow, Cowboys took care of that. They 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 won a game that they probably should have lost, but they won a game that helped us out. Also, um, Baltimore, you made us look that much better. You know what I mean? Even though we split with Kansas City last year, um. We gave Kansas City the blueprint, and y'all, Kansas City has been owning Baltimore for a while. But you know, they uh, that was a that was a shootout. That that was a great Sunday night game. So followed up uh, a, a a fabulous Monday night football game, which my Raiders was a part of with Baltimore. Baltimore was a part of a Sunday night uh, classic. That was just a dope ass game right there. Um, so I'm happy about that. I just want to give thanks before. And I also, I want to give thanks to Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes because I'm only in two fantasy leagues this year. And I have both of them as my quarterback. One on, on in this, in, in one league, the other one in the other league. And they both actually won me that game for the week, especially Lamar Jackson. Cause I was down 34 points, 34 points. And, um, but I got to give a shout out to my kicker, DC. He showed up. Um, Mike Evans showed up. Singletary showed up for Buffalo, but he was on the bench for me. I got, well, I'm not going to say that, but they basically, uh, Pat Mahomey and, and, and Action Jackson showed up for me and I loved every bit of it. Um, I'm going to say this right now. I got, I know, I know y'all waiting for me to get to UCLA. I'm going to talk about them niggas, but I, I got to say this about the AFC. There's been a lot of talk about the, the NFC West and obviously the AFC West as well. We're pretty goddamn good. We got, we got to stay with quarterbacks over there. That's solid. But I, I will say this. I'm not going to be that biased where I'm going to say the AFC West is the best division in football. I'm not going to go that far. They're one of them, you know, probably the second one. But that in uh, that that NFC West, and of course, there's only two games into the season, so let's not. I'm not going to jump off the. I'm not going to jump just like everybody else. But as of right now, how it looks, because right now Derek Carr is the MVP quarterback candidate. You know what I mean? But the shit can change. You know, four or five weeks into the season. But as of right now, 
Uh, that NFC West is strong right now. A lot of people feel like three teams are going to make it to the playoffs out of that division. My boy Manny, for any given Sunday, said all four teams are going to go to the playoffs, which I wouldn't be mad at because the NFC East shouldn't allow any of them niggas to go to the playoffs. Um, let's get to it, man. This, I, we, I had this feeling. It's kind of like the same feeling that I had that SC fans had. Uh, playing Stanford at Coliseum, <sighs> playing against Fresno State, and we plucked it off. Now, did we make it a classic game? We did. All right. That young whippersnapper over there in Fresno State played with a dirty hip towards the end of the game. Well, I don't know if it was his hip or if it was a, a, a rib. Um, that's, that's, that's a football player right there. I, I, I didn't, I forgot his name. I'm, I'm still upset. I'm more upset with my team than anything. Uh, DTR, I thought he was going. He actually did play well. It was it was pretty much the defense. I mean, when you go up by what, what did we go up by? Like five or six? Um, fifty four, fifty three seconds left in the game, and we could not get a stop. We could not get a stop, and they had to score a touchdown. Um, and this this was a statement game. You know what I mean? Shout out to my boy J.O. He, he asked me. Oh, no, no. Shout out to Manny. Manny asked me if this was like a trap game. I don't think it was a trap game. You know what I mean? Because if you look at it, Oregon struggled with them. You know what I'm saying? So Oregon did, Oregon did struggle with them. They are now ranked in the top 25. I don't know where the hell UCLA is at. I didn't want to check the polls after we, you know, we jumped all the way to 13. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're still up there somewhere, but they're definitely in the top 25 right now, uh, Fresno State, and they're a good team. They're just not a dominant. They're not a. They're they could be a trap. Nah, I don't want to say that because usually when I when I when you say a trap game, it's usually like a team that's not that good towards the end of the season that, you know, top programs are not really looking at. They're looking past them towards conference game, championship games and or the next series uh, ranked game. I mean, uh, you know, top 10 or top 25 game that they have to play after them. That's what they're preparing for. So they overlook the younger underdogs and things like that. And then that's when they get caught up in a trap game, kind of like that Florida-Bama game. You know what I mean? Um which was a good game, by the way, as well. But we played bad, bro. We played real bad. You know, Charbonnet did not show up. I mean, he really didn't get that many carries. And it seemed like we were just trying to be in a shootout with them at one point. You know what I'm saying? At one point, they was up by, like, 11. Um, yeah, I mean, it's only disappointing because on paper... I think on the new paper that we had, you know, after after smacking Hawaii around and then beating a L, uh, LSU team, you would expect for them to go uh, uh, a home game and and handle a team like because they're in kind of like in the middle of a LSU and a Hawaii. You know what I mean? Uh, but all respect for Fresno State. You know what I mean? You know, I, I should our starting quarterback for the Raiders, you know came from Fresno State, so we know all about them. Um, but again, it's a long season, and I don't see UCLA as a dominant program this season. But I do expect, I mean, because we expected the turnaround with Chip Kelly a while ago. 
You know what I'm saying? But I do understand being a head coach. Well, he is kind of somewhat different because he's been stealing our product. He's been stealing our athletes from our backyard for a while. So the fact that you were already here, uh, it seemed like the recruiting hasn't, you know, picked up or, you know, it didn't, it didn't pick up where it left off when it came to Oregon. Um, at the same time, again, that's just, it's one L and I didn't expect UCLA to go through the season undefeated. Did they have a chance? They did because, uh, outside of LSU, the only other team that I see us having an issue with is across town rivals, and that's USC. You know what I mean? Don't have to worry about the Arizona schools. I'm not really concerned about the Washington schools. Um, Washington State, you know, is known for, you know, slanging that rock or whatever, so they're going to throw a lot. Not, but I'm not too concerned. I'm not too concerned with the or well, Oregon as well. So, you know what I mean? When coming into the season, I'm looking at LSU, I'm looking at Oregon, I'm looking at USC. Outside of that, we should be able to win those games. Now, those are up-in-the-air games, and we won one of those out of the three. That means the other games I expected to win. So my expectations for this team is to at least go through the season maybe losing another game or two. A three-loss three uh, season, I, I can roll with that. But we gotta, we gotta progress after that. You know, we gotta go down to two to one. I gotta start looking at some undefeated season, Chip Kelly. I need to see some of that old Oregon shit. I do. So I'm not that mad because I know we're still growing. You know what I mean? He's been sticking with DTR. Um, they'll get it back. They'll get it back. I mean, the main thing after this, after it's, you know, being humbled by Fresno State, just make sure you win that, that SC game. That's it. That's all I gotta say about that one. Um, but, you know, speaking of, speaking of a dirty hip or a dirty rib cage, um, you know, a lot of injuries has been happening in the NFL and the Raiders have, have caught that bug as well. Um, we didn't play, which what I thought was impressive. So shout out to my Raiders for, for taking down half of the uh, AFC North. That's much appreciated. That's uh, well-respected. Um, shout out to Carr, man. This time he got the memo. Uh, Waller wasn't able to put up big numbers like he did in the Monday night game. Uh, that's because he didn't get as many targets. <laughs> did he, you know, because, I mean, and, and, and shout out to the Steelers. Shout out, hey, shout out to Cal. I see you, Cal. I see, I see you paying attention. And he hit me up on Twitter and he said, you know what, man? You know, I spoke it up. I, I can't, I can't take credit for it. Uh, cause the world was watching that Monday night game where, where we was like, yo, you eventually you got to throw it to somebody else. And what is the purpose of drafting, uh, uh, a receiver like Ruggs who's going to, who's supposed to stretch the field? That is his specialty is to stretch the field. You know what I mean? Maybe a couple of screen passes, you know what I'm saying? But his specialty, is, and, and honestly, I got to give Derek Carr a lot of, a lot of, um, just, I got to give him a lot of love. I have to because, again, this man has been in the, he, he has been in the NFL without a number, a true number one, uh, wide receiver. You know what I'm saying? If you really think about it on a, on a, a contender team, Ruggs would be on, in a slot. You know what I mean? And, we're, we're, he has a lot of 
uh, three, four wideouts. You know, and I and I love him though because these cats play well. Hard Winfro, that's my that's our safety blanket right there. That's our Wells Welker. You know what I mean? But stretch the field, get everybody involved. You see, he threw to all of our tight ends on the roster. Monroe Carrier, he threw to all of them because we got good re- we got good tight ends. We got solid we got solid possession receivers, and then we got rugs who can stretch the field. But that's you know I don't want you don't want to put too much on them. We didn't have Jacobs, you know what I mean? And this was a game that I think Steelers were favored by with six and a half points, almost a touchdown. Um, TJ Wise got injured. So that kind of, you know, that, that hurt the Steelers a lot. And you know what I mean? But I mean, I'm not going to give them any excuses because we didn't have our running back. We didn't have our stud, uh, which is arguably 50% of our goddamn offense because I mean, shout out to King and Drake. Still love that pickup, but golly, we couldn't run for shit that game. I mean, we couldn't get not. I mean, throwing it throwing it out the backfield that wasn't an issue. You know what I mean? But nah, man. But I will say this: Peyton Barber, like he did, he towards the towards the end, he helped with the load. And so I don't want to shit on it like that. But nah, man, we we had to. We didn't have a running game, a complete running game, uh, this game against Pittsburgh. And um, Big Ben, man, I think it's almost time. I think it's almost that time for him to bounce rock roller skate. Because Big Ben out there just slanging shit. You know what I'm saying? Still got a solid arm. Um, there was a couple of plays where our defense was just turned around inside that gauntlet where, because as soon as you grab Ben, he's going to start moving a lot. You know what I mean? And it's like he might hold on that ball too long before he before he gets it up out of there. But I had a feeling that we had a chance of beating Pittsburgh because, you know, Big Ben is a sitting duck at this point. You know, even if his mind tells him to get out there and start scrambling and get out of that pocket, he's not going to pick up no steam. No, not not at that age because he, he wasn't fast to begin with. I mean, but he would get out of that pocket. He was a little bit faster than what he was when he was younger, but. Not nowadays, but I, I, I got to give a shout out to my Raiders, man. Two and zero, it feels good, and we haven't been, we haven't started off this good since the the year I was born. I was born in nineteen eighty two. You know what I mean? That's <clears throat> yeah. That's that. Look, I'm a Raiders fan, so when we do good, I'm a gloat about it because I know we're. I mean, we're a historical franchise. You know what I'm saying? And we just never really get over that hump. You, you know, I was going crazy in the early 2000s when we had Rich Gannon in the game. You know what I'm saying? When we had Chucky, we was doing shit. You know, then that fell off. You know, we was down for a while. Had a lot of four games. You know what I'm saying? Four, four, uh, um, four and 12 seasons, I should say. Um, Couple of eight and eights and seven and nines, just not getting over that hump. Losing the important games towards the end of the season, you know, injuries at the end of the season. And now, speaking of injuries, you know, we go, uh, we go, we we go back home and we host the Dolphins, who just got smacked. I'm talking about downright smacked by 35. They might be down there starting quarterback in Tua. But they got Jacob uh, Brissett, 
back there, who is a much better, to me, is a much better polished quarterback. So we got to worry about that. That will be considered a trap game. Considering how we started off beating two AMC North teams, uh, two teams that would probably be at the top, you know, because that's a dog fight over there, too. You got the Browns over there. Cincinnati ain't going to do shit. But between those three teams, Baltimore, Cleveland, and, and Pittsburgh, that's somewhat similar to the, to the, to the AFC West and, uh, NFC and the NFC West. It's a dog fight over there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we got injuries. I just got a notification, uh, about Carr's ankle. Got rolled up on, on that touchdown. Um, but I'm glad he's okay. But we can't afford to miss, we can't afford for Carr to miss any games. And, and that's only because we don't have Marcus Mariota right now. He's on IR. You know what I'm saying? He hurt himself on, on the big run that he had against Baltimore. So I do not want to put in Chucky's ideal quarterback. I don't. But uh, I, I prefer Marcus Mariota. Uh, he knows the offensive book, and he can get out of that pocket. He's more of a loose, more agile, athletic Derek Carr. Um, as far as the arm, the accuracy, and the power, uh, that's very debatable. But, you know, if anybody knows his guys, it's the starting quarterback. But right now, we got a banged-up starter. We got a banged-up backup. Not looking forward to seeing no third-string quarterback going into a trap game. Um, and that's about it. Oh, I want to give out this quick little story before I get up out of here. Open run with BTG. Um, for all my fantasy football players, I got I got a lot of fantasy football stories. But I want to leave with this one because I heard this story. I heard this story. Who owns who podcast did I hear this on? I forgot which podcast it was, but I was listening to a podcast and they was talking about, you know, their first time actually playing fantasy football, not knowing how shit works, right? And I've always seen fantasy football like through Madden though, where you can do the where you can do the fantasy draft in Madden. And I never did like it because it was it is too similar to like an all-star game to me, in a way. Like you know, I like shit. I don't like modified shit, if that makes sense. Now, fantasy football gambling is different than fantasy football on Madden. Um, and I've been playing fantasy football for the past, uh, I want to say, I've been playing fantasy football probably since 2000, and I want to say... I want to say somewhere around 2012, 2013, I want to say something like that. Started with my barber, uh, who was a Cowboys fan. And uh, I remember, and he would tell you too, I don't know why I haven't had him on the show, but I'm going to have him on the show so you can talk your shit. But I remember that was my first time being in the league. And this was when, you know, the drafts were in person. You know what I'm saying? So it was at the barbershop. It's lit. You know what I'm saying? You got cats in the barbershop, cats, we didn't you know, lock it down. No more cuts for the day. We doing the picks live. Got a board and everything. Got some little refreshments and things. Got some music playing. It was a whole little, you know, you know how the fellas do. 
And I remember the first, so the first person that BTG has ever drafted in fantasy football. Y'all will not believe this. And I made the playoffs, by the way. <laughs> I made the playoffs. So to me, it's all about strategy when we talk about fantasy football. Uh, my strategy is to, depending on where my draft slot is at, the, the first three to four rounds is just going to be skill position, running back or, um, running back or receiver. And depending on if they're available, Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, something like that. Cause they, they actually substitute for being a receiver anyway, right? Because after those three, you know, the, the tight end position is very scarce. You know what I mean? Even the running back position is very scarce. The, the wide receiver position is the most, is the deepest position in fantasy football. Um, so, you know, my strategy has always been, I don't know, two running backs back to back, then two receivers back to back, or receiver, or no, or a running back receiver. I try to get, I try to get a good running back and basically a, a running back that can catch out of the backfield with my first pick. You know what I mean? So my go-to, if I'm, if I'm picking within that top three, I'm going, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, Dalvin Cook, or, uh, uh, Camara, you know what I mean? Those are like my, those are the type of backs that I like. But if not, you know what I'm saying? I'll settle with the, the Derrick Henrys, uh, the Josh Jacobs, the one, the ground, the, 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 the pounding ground, uh, running backs, the three down running backs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Austin Elkler. All right. Oh man, that's gold right there. That's fantasy gold right there. Cause he's like a, He's like a running back, receiver, fullback. Like, man, that's just a Swiss Army knife. He doesn't get a lot of respect. But, um, yeah, so, I, you know, there's a strategy to it. You can wait because, really, depending on the size of your league, you go, it's going to be anywhere between 10. I would say the average is between, I want to say, 10 to, what, 16 players. So you got to, but you got to think though, everybody needs a quarterback. They want a good quarterback. There's about what, maybe four to five elite quarterbacks. Everybody else is very serviceable. Um, but it's a lot that plays into it. It's a lot that plays into it. Like you might want to go after the, the, the quarterback that's not going to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? That, but you want a quarterback that might be from behind, coming back from behind, which means they're going to be passing the ball a lot. So it's not all about the popularity of the quarterbacks, but in this case, it does mean that because Tom Brady, you see what Tom Brady did in two weeks. You've seen what, uh, Pat Mahomes has done in two weeks. You've seen what the top quarterbacks have done. You know what I'm saying? But then you have, uh, quarterbacks like James Winston. Who had a big first, uh, game and then laid it, damn near laid an egg in the second week. You know what I mean? Then you have Derek Carr who has teetered on the elite quarterback list. Not quite there, but is, uh, he's a level under that, but is the leading, you know, is in the what top two, top three leading. Uh, quarterbacks as far as passing yards and I'm not sure about touch. I got to check. I got to check. Um, but he's had over 300 plus yards both games and, you know, has, I think he has somewhere around. I got to check Derek Carr. I don't really check this number before I started recording, but he's somewhere around five or six touchdowns. 
Um, or more. But, you know, there's a strategy to it. And honestly, what they're not going to tell you is that fantasy football has, if you believe in luck or not, you just never really know. You know what I'm saying? You can have a super nice draft, but the real fantasy football starts when the season starts and you got banged up, in, in, you know, banged up players, injuries and things like that. Or you might have your first two picks that's not performing too well. So you want to think about shopping them. <clears throat> You know what I mean? Big names, low productions. You know, that's usually uh, the Odell Beckhams. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's what happens. It, it just happens, you know? Double teamed or injury prone, whatever the case may be. Tough matchups. <sighs> Let's get to it. The first person that I've ever drafted in fantasy football history was Eli Manning. Now, I know, I know y'all laughing for I, and I know the people that's laughing is the ones who's been playing uh, fantasy football for a while. The 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 number one mistake in fantasy football is you never draft a quarterback that early unless he's just that dynamic. So, you know, maybe a Tom Brady back in the day. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know what I'm saying? These were quarterbacks like in their peak. You might, you might waste the first round. Um, past couple of years, Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson has gone in the first round. Those are the only two quarterbacks that has got that has gone in the first round. The only two. Now I've seen other quarterbacks go in the first round and giggled. Uh, because like I said, you can actually get you a nice ass quarterback. Like between five and seven, like even further down, because you got to think about the the depth, uh, the depth of your bench. So if you got like six or seven bench spots, then you want to make sure you got some reliable subs. You know what I mean? Instead of just you know me, I gotta have I gotta have a quarterback though. You know what I mean? Now I drafted Eli as a number one pick. I want to even say I didn't have the number one pick, though. It was it, I mean, it was my number one pick, but I didn't have the first overall pick in a draft. It was it was pretty high, though. I can't remember which slot I drafted out of, but it was pretty high. When I say there was a couple of smirks and things like that, and I remember my barber saying, hey, everybody is, you know, we don't, you know, if that's who you want to pick, that's who you want to pick. Or whatever, but I I had no idea of how this shit worked. You know what I mean? And I wasn't listening to. I just started listening to fantasy football podcasting until after I started that league, and then I had learned. I had learned strategy tips on how to draft and where I should take a quarterback. This, that, and the third. And I I remember I went seven and six that year, and I made the playoffs. I made the playoffs. Now. The last laugh is on them, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I actually went, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure if I went to the championship game or the or the or the semi or the game before the championship game, but I went pretty damn far though. Um, and I and and to give y'all a perspective uh, of, of what uh, around of what or uh, to give y'all some 
some clarification on on when this was happening. It was the opening. I think it was either the Sunday night. It was either the Sunday night or the Monday night game when the Giants played. I want to say they played the Buccaneers. The Giants. I think they played the Buccaneers, and it was a shootout. I think it was a shootout, and Eli threw for like five or six touchdowns. <laughs> he did. He threw for like five. I gotta go find that shit. I'm sorry I don't have a lot of this information because I didn't I didn't plan on talking about this. It popped in my head after a while. But I'll probably come back to it next week. But I remember Eli Manning threw like five or six touchdowns. <laughs> and I'm at home busting up laughing because I'm like, he won me that matchup by himself or whatever. But I'm not thinking down the line because I could have got Eli. Shit, I could have got Eli like in like the seventh round. And probably would have had a, a, a not probably. I know I would have had a better roster overall, but that's just just to show you that you can draft to a perfect tee to your liking, and it still don't work out because of injuries or production, play calling, whatever the case may be, and it still might not work out. And that's just the truth to the matter. Like it might just work, it might not work out, or you can let your shit go on auto draft, and then end up winning the fucking league. It should be like that. You know what I mean? Um, but that's one of my stories. I think I think throughout the season, I'm going to come with certain uh, fantasy stories as I start to remember them. But um, that's it for open run with BTG. My Raiders are 2-0. Hopefully by the time y'all hear my voice next week, by the grace of God, um, you know, hopefully my Raiders are, will be 3-0. You know the league is. You know the the media gonna go crazy about you know when the Raiders do good. That's when football is that much better. You know what I mean? Is 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 damn near similar to when the mac and cheese touches the uh, the, uh, the 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 yams. You know what I mean? So open run with BTG. I will holler at y'all next week.